News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Brought to you by Paranoid Pete's Tinfoil Hat Boutique. The problem is not that sinister extraterrestrials are trying to penetrate your brain. The problem is that your tinfoil hat is unstylish. So before you get abducted, get into Paranoid Pete's Tinfoil Hat Boutique. You're not just being paranoid. Everyone really is watching you because you look fabulous. Beam in to Paranoid Pete's Tinfoil Hat Boutique today. <laughs> Absolutely, Alan, and, and quit staring at me that way. This thing, you know how much I paid Suddenly for this hat? that hat makes so <laughs> much sense. And uh, welcome to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning. And I'm Alan Gilworth with GeekySideTV.com. And you can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And, uh, we, of course, we got our buddy Max behind the glass. Forgot to acknowledge him, oh, but... Uh, Kelly Cruz, once again, thank you for the, uh, the thank you for the uh, sponsorship. Thank you for always, you know, digging deep and finding the the people we need to get involved with the show. So, well, Alan, hey, speaking of people we need to get involved with the show, um, our buddy Brandon Olmstead from Geek Tank Radio is coming in a little. He's coming in in the second hour of the show, uh, like near the end, basically, because we have a special uh, we have a special edition of Geek Tank Radio today. Oh. We're not airing at 12 o'clock, Alan. We're airing at 10 o'clock right after this. So, people, if you think you can't get enough of me and Alan or Brandon, stay tuned because... Uh, you're going to get more. You're going to get you. more. And then, uh, and then, of course, they're bringing the Tigers on. So, this is a sort of clipped edition, I guess, or okay. limited. But, uh, Alan, this is exciting. You, in our exhaustive show prep last night, I think I told you, okay, stop giving me this information because this is definitely something we're talking about on the show. And I wanted to have a fresh take, but this is a science segment but it's 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 here now these are these are developments it was the lexus design awards you said mm -hmm. and this is you've you've got something that uh you know it's it's going to be uh, a landmark uh invention i think and then also in the science of paint we've got something else so we've got yeah, paint we got to talk about paint and we you and i are kind of paint aficionados absolutely so uh later maximilian you know he's got another one of his deep cuts he wants to talk about the architectural style of brutalism mm. which is very interesting it's it's uh divisive it can it can be charming or it can I, be I, really I can't wait to cut that block out yes but just the but name name of it is alone yeah I heard. okay and uh he, i said that so he'd smirk yeah He's smirking we've this. got our must-have item of the week and like i said we'd love to hear from you on the big m roofing and remodeling hotline at 901-683-0989 so it's all coming at you today on tool talk radio but before we get to any of that and now tool talk radio's weekly salute there are some times when you can't wait to get out of your vehicle, such as when you arrive at Yosemite National Park. There are some times when you don't want to get out of your vehicle, such as when it's raining outside. There are some times you may find it challenging to get out of your vehicle, such as when you're driving through a car wash. And of course, there are some times when you might run screaming from your vehicle, such as when you're an Amazon delivery driver charged with deliver dropping off a wriggling package to Alan Gilbreth's house with a warning label reading for best results electrodes must be charged to 600 volts and attached during the full moon <laughs> I don't even want to ask Alan I don't know if that's a dinner dinner plans or what but uh we, we don't want to know 
No matter how or when you choose to get out of your vehicle, however, there is no more convenient place to park than in your own garage. And yet, in the early decades of the automobile era, even getting in and out of your garage could be a messy and cumbersome operation, especially when it was raining or snowing. In the year 1931, however, a new device was invented that would make even parking our vehicle convenient and effortless. My friends, we give you the automatic garage door opener. Yeah. 1931, Alan. I'm I'm a little surprised by that. That's that's interesting. So it, it's further back than I would have thought. I would have thought this was a 1950s deal. Well, all right. The actual door itself, the actual flip-up door, not dissimilar to the one in your house. Right. Okay. Uh, actually got started about 1921. Oh, very good. Okay. Uh, a guy by the name of C.G. Johnson patented this, and basically it was a barn door that swung up. Yeah, which I still have at my which house. Yeah. Has- I have that heavy door that weighs like 200 pounds or whatever, and it swings out, but it still works. But um, but you're saying... That pretty much was the original design. Now, of course, the birth of the garage is basically the adaptation of the horse barn. Okay, yeah, I'll take well, your I mean, word for you that. Know, yeah. Prior to cars, how did you get around? You either mm-hmm. walked or you had a, a, a living mode of transport. Sure. So you had the barn with the big swinging barn doors and, you know, questions like don't lock the barn if you've lost the horse and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, words you grew up with, Alan. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> buggy whips were a thing, man. Yeah. Of So the original idea was, you know, well, it's kind of a barn for your car. So they had the big swinging doors like you had on a barn. Right. So you got out of the car, you went and swung the door open, and then you jumped yeah. in the car and you ran in and you closed the door behind you and you know it was a lot of work but uh now if i'm correct alan so yeah they did they invented i thought it was like a touchpad type thing it's probably like a button you pull up you hit the button and it opens right you which st- is one step removed from getting out of your car and just lifting it up but i think the 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 wireless thing is what changed it and that was a 50s or 60s type thing. well that's when we got into radio control Okay. Because when these things first really, when they started getting really popular in the 60s, yeah. on into the 70s, of the the really cruel and fun thing to do when you were a child was get on your bicycle with Daddy's remote yeah. and r- ride your bike down the street and see how many remote controls you could uh, activate and open the doors. Not that Alan ever did anything like Never that. Never did anything anyway, like that ever. Hats off to the automatic garage door opener. <laughs> okay. Well... <laughs> I don't know, man. That sounds like something you would have done, Alan. I'm sorry, but okay. Anyway, I, I'm I... not confessing to anything. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh. Anyway, Alan, this is this is uh this is unrelated, but I'm looking forward to hearing the the uh, the next science segment when we come up. So you're listening to Tool Talk Radio here on News Talk 98.9 The Roar of Memphis. We're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about the 2021 Lexus Design Awards. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. I haven't seen you fellas since you destroyed my home, my land, and my rocket. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. I had nothing to do with that rocket, Alan. That's all on you. And uh, welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry, and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from Geeky Side TV. 
You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And, of course, be uh, be sure to go over to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page. Give us a like. And if you're if you're the curious type who can't wait for information and you got to have spoilers, if you go over to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page, you can see our must-have item of the week, which has already been posted, Alan. It's sitting right here on the countertop here at uh, here here at the uh, News Talk ninety eight nine the Roar Studio. So, Alan, uh, we're about to get high tech because we're going to talk about the twenty twenty one Lexus Awards. Before we do, though, speaking of high tech, we have an interesting partner on the show, uh, a, a proud sponsor that that we're happy to talk about. Tri State Interiors. They do the mm. kitchen and bath remodeling. Which you talk about high. T- it's a combination of high tech. And uh, uh, street level guerrilla, uh, what is the word? Just uh, just keeping it keeping it real, not wasting money on on things that you don't need. So Tri-State Interiors prides themselves on their their um, their craftsmanship, but also their low overhead because that's what you're paying for. You know, you mm. want craftsmanship, and you don't want to pay for things that you don't necessarily need. So, but uh, the high tech end comes in, Alan, because when you're remodeling your kitchen or bathroom, it's nice to have a sense of what it's going to look like beforehand. And they have these beautiful 3D, you know, 360 degree renderings that you can put on your uh, computer or smart device before you start uh, tearing your walls apart or before they start construction, and you can see exactly what your kitchen's going to look like. Uh, that's the that's right of. A quick shout out to everybody from last week. Uh, we were actually live at the Cooper Young, and they were there with us. Oh yeah, Mike Serafolian uh, was yeah, there. We were we gave were, away a lot of good stuff. We were giving away a lot of pens and a lot of notepads. I stole a lot of those, a <laughs> lot of each, and I think you 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 walked off with one of their koozies, right? Those those. Uh, I, I I didn't grab one in time. Okay, they were gone. Yeah. Of uh, so you know, massive shout out. So if you guys came by and talked to us at the uh, Cooper Young Festival. Uh, man, it was great to meet you. It was wonderful to see you, and you got a cha- got a chance to talk to Mike, the man himself. Yeah, yeah, they do great work, and I like his approach because I, I actually, on uh, Alan, one of the reasons I hit it off so well with Mike is I have the exact same approach with mine. I'm like, I try to keep my overhead low, and I try to focus on making sure the craftsmanship is top notch, and and it makes sense. I mean, that's what that's what people are going to remember, and that's what they're going to notice when it's when it comes time to uh, pay the bill. It's like, wow. This is thousands of dollars less than somebody else would have charged. Well, so. and I'm also going to throw in everybody's worst nightmare about a remodeling. Right. Okay, well, you special ordered this one particular toilet. <laughs> so now that we have your bathroom utterly destroyed, we'll be back in 12 weeks when it comes in. Right, right. Good point. That is not their policy. Their policy is they do not actually begin a job until everything they've ordered for it has come in. Yeah, it's parked in their warehouse so that when it's when st- the stage comes to remove a wall, they they have the you know they can put the tile in, they can put everything oh. in that's going in place, and that that streamlines the whole process because that's what you want. So. Well, you know, sitting there chatting with him, he was telling me, you know, their their idea was they wanted to get in, get it done, get it done right, and get out. Right, give you your you know, life they, back. They're, they're not moving in with you. They want to get this job over with. Yeah, and. For I don't know how many remodels I've been through over the years of, oh my gosh, that is the best news any homeowner could have. Absolutely. So get in touch with the good people at Tri-State Interiors. Call Mike Serafolian at 901-409-1333. Another easy to remember number, Alan. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to tristateinteriorsllc.com. 
And basically, if you can hear our show, you're in our ser- his service area. If you're if you're 50 miles away and you're thinking, oh, well, they don't service out here. Yes, they do. Oh, yeah. It's called Tri-State Interiors for a reason. So, mm-hmm. all right, Alan, I'm excited about this segment. You know us. We're we're all about talking about the future of home improvement, the future of uh, you know technology and how it's going to affect things. Well, Alan, it's here. This is here right now. You were talking about the. 2021 Lexus Design Awards. I'm assuming it's the mm-hmm. automotive company Lexus, and um, uh, there's some pretty interesting developments. Well, yeah, basically the uh, the award is all about uh, improving the human condition. Yeah, that so that's, that's just like Tool thing. Talk Radio. Well, you know, we, we do try. <laughs> with the, yeah. Of so here we go. Of this gentleman by the name of Henry Glogau, it was sitting there. And he looked, you know, it's one of those, I'm sure it was an aha moment because he's looking at a skylight. Mm-hmm. So, all right, basically for you and I, Joe, what is a skylight? Well, it's a hole through the attic with yeah. a cover on top, some sheetrock around it so you can get some natural light into your into your building. Right. That's yeah. Basically it. And, and, and real quick, Alan, one of the, uh, and if you want to get a little more high tech, you can get those, uh, skylight tubes that are lined with mirrors mm-hmm. and they, and they project, it's almost like having a spotlight in your, in your room. Right. It, it, so it, those are cool. It doesn't yeah. lose, uh, daylight as it comes. It almost through. amplifies it. And then you're, you're basically getting free light, which is cool. Exactly. So, All right. Yeah. So let's just start with a skylight's a good idea. You get free lighting. Right. Okay. Well. Henry went several steps further than that. (laughs) He went, okay, what is one of the most basic needs of anybody? You got to have water. Sure. Got to have water. Even you, Alan. Uh, Well, you're not kidding. (laughs) The world is not made of Diet Mountain Dew. Right. All right. So we got plenty of seawater. There are a lot of places on this planet that don't have plenty of regular fresh water. Sure. So he went, well... What is a skylight? It's a big empty tube with a power source. Yeah. The sun. The ultimate power source. The the power source. Right. So why not put a desalination tank in the skylight and run it on solar power? And for those uh, uninitiated, desalination means taking the salt out, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, What we're going to do is we're going to use an evaporation process that uses, of all things, terracotta. That's the same stuff that your, oh. your pots are made out of out on your garden. Pretty readily available, right? And it's a good, it's a very earth friendly substance. Yeah, it you yeah. know uh, came from the dirt, returns to the dirt. Yeah. So this process is actually pretty straightforward. You evaporate the good water out of the saline. Oh, I see. And okay, I had this backwards when we were talking last night. I'm picturing the so what you're saying is almost the uh the water becomes like a like a mist, like we say like it mm-hmm. evaporates. I'm I'm thinking of the moisture farmers on Tatooine like Luke Skywalker. Right. So basically You you have the idea. So that and then what's what what you don't want stays down. That's sort of the uh the right. salty that layer becomes and, a very thick brine. Oh, now, the one which thing is a, probably useful, right? Well, one thing a very thick brine is good at is generating an electric charge. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. So now we have a solar-powered unit that can create fresh water, but at the same time, it is also creating 
a potential energy source. <laughs> so nothing goes away. All you're doing is you're separating. You're taking out the 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 good stuff. You're taking out the water. Exactly. And you put that over here so people can drink it or bathe or whatever. And then you're you're not wasting the the brine. You're keeping all yeah. that. Now you're just dividing the materials. Exactly. Uh, so you are going to look just a little strange walking up to your chandelier. <laughs> with a glass of water and, you know, hitting the spigot and getting a glass of water. Well, I hope it doesn't go to that extreme, but yeah, okay. Well, you know, uh, it, Joe, I'll show you the picture because so the is, water that is, is a up. working unit. Oh, wow. So the guy is reaching up to get the water out. Okay. Yeah, the, the water is pooled at the bottom of the unit. That's very interesting. If For those who can't see through the, uh, through the radio, it's like a... It's almost like a funnel mm -hmm. on your ceiling. I would think they're going to refine that a little bit. Maybe it'll come through a refrigeration oh, unit. That'll, the, you know, the, this is just the, you know. Right. This is just the design that won the award. Right. So that's it's. And here's one of these things. This isn't a theory. This isn't something on paper. Mm -hmm. This is something that is actually built and working. I'm thinking, Alan, all of our uh, tree-hugging hippies that are listening right now that want to go off my the people. grid, my they're people. loving this. They're, oh. they're thinking, yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Wouldn't this be an amazing yeah. source of light, power, salt? Yeah. Of You know, one of the things people forget, salt is kind of rare also in certain parts of the world. Yeah. Well, there's uh, isn't that why like a salt mine was like a like a gold mine basically back in the ancient days. You wanted salt. Oh my salt, gosh. So. If you if you could find salt, you you had it kind of made of at some point in time even salt was occasionally used for money. Oh yeah. Yeah, so. salt was a big deal. So, but but so basically it sounds like what I love about this is is it's it's a combination of just raw nature being just tweaked enough where mm -hmm. it, it, it's kind of high tech, but it also sort of isn't. I have to wonder if in the old days, maybe somebody did this like 2000 years ago, a variation of this. I don't know. Like I'm would sure. they, it's, I'm just picturing some cave with a skylight in it. Like well, <laughs> <laughs> you go up to the stalactite and you got your, uh, you got your drinking fountain right there. So, well, of uh, I am going to say that using an evaporation system yeah. to get your water, of also ties into i don't know making your scotch your malts your uh evaporation has been a time honored human tradition absolutely and i, I think talking about making malt counts as a food reference so uh max million <laughs> keep score that's a that's one food reference we're only into segment two that alan is uh segued but this is super interesting so this is this is here now we're going to talk a little bit more about this alan because the uh, the lexus awards i can imagine how many interesting things are coming oh, out amazing of amazing inventions well speaking of amazing things you're listening to tool talk radio coming to you from news talk 98.9 the roar of memphis we're going to take a quick break uh continue our discussion about the the 2021 lexus awards and then talk about the science of paint Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. I wonder if they're fraternal or identical tools. <laughs> News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. I haven't heard from that jerk in a while. <laughs> and back, welcome back to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry, and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from Geeky Side TV. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And, of course, you can go to the uh, Tool Talk Radio Facebook page. Make sure you do. Give us a like. Send us uh, questions. We, we'll take questions from there. 
Uh, mm-hmm. We're not too we're not too proud for that. We'll answer in real time. And of course, if you like spoilers, you can go there right now and find out what our must have item of the week is. You know, that's that's exciting. Being ahead of the curve, Alan. Well, nothing uh, more exciting than that. That's true. We like to stay there if we can. You know what else is exciting, Alan? Mm. Uh, when you have well, it's 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 sad, but it's also exciting because when the problem gets fixed. When you have a problem with your HVAC mm. system Ooh, yeah. and you're you're panicking, you don't know what to do. Well, you know what you do? You call the good people at Brown Refrigeration. Uh, not only for that, you know, they they handle they've been in this game for years. They they know their stuff. Top notch technicians, top notch service, uh, and they stand behind everything they do. But also, they have these uh, beautiful clean air systems, which the uh, the Remy Halo system is. It's kind of ties into what we're talking about with the power of the sun. It creates the power of the sun inside your HVAC unit. It does to release uh, cleaning particulates that land. Just imagine little microscopic uh, cleaning bubbles. I always like to think of that uh, like those scrubbing <laughs> bubbles that are getting rid of bacteria. They're getting rid of. They're they're killing the smell. You know, and oh, making yes. your house smell fresher and help combating against the uh, COVID. You know, COVID and flu uh, viruses and bacteria do not stand up very well to UVC light. No, they don't like it. And also, um, th- uh, we love their smart home systems. All you know, all of these uh, controls right on your phone. You know, there's an app for basically everything, and they do it all at Brown Refrigeration. They do it with a smile. And like I said, when you call in, ask for Mrs. Brown. She's <laughs> she's a riot, and uh, and uh, talk to them. You know, any any of the crew over there will help you out. So get in touch with them at 901-362-1881. Or go to their website, brownref.com. Well, Alan, I, I did want to mention uh, Brown Refrigeration because, it, it you know, the Remy Halo, the, it ties in with mm-hmm. what we're talking about here in the Lexus. Um, the uh, the Lexus Design Awards that just took place because uh, if you're just tuning in, Alan is bringing us a story about uh, basically the power of the sun, giving light to your home through a skylight and mm-hmm. also filtering water. Divide, you know, yes. taking uh, the salt water and separating the salt and making it so you have drinking water. I had a question, Alan. I, <clears throat> I don't know if this is on the same, if this is in the same uh, subject matter or not. But I have a, you know, it it was a hot summer, right? So yes. I was working on a job and it was a particularly hot week and it was just you know muggy and sweaty and everything. And I have a canvas tool belt. I don't like the big heavy leather ones. Mine's okay. like. Mine's a medium grade. It, it's good enough for what I do. Well, after about three weeks of <laughs> of sweating and of absorbing I, Joe juice, yeah, and yeah. I just well, thank, thanks for putting it that way. I just put, you know, I, I, I'll I'll confess this. At the end of the workday, I just throw it in the back of my truck, mm-hmm. and well, it got a little ripe. It was not. It <laughs> was getting it to that smell. It was getting to that stage where I'm like, okay, I don't even want to get near this thing. Well, I had a little brainstorm, and actually, it mm. probably. It probably comes from having so many discussions with you about the power of the sun. So what I did, Alan, is at the beginning of the day, I just laid it out in in the direct sun. It was mm-hmm. like 90 degrees out that day. It was in the sun probably for about seven hours. Well, by the end of the day, it didn't smell anymore. Right. It, it was hot. Yeah, you know, it was it, hot. It was I, dry. I but. still need to wash the dust out of it and everything, but it it killed that smell. So, yes. what was going on in that process? Because I was pretty proud of myself. I'm well, like, you know, you're looking at basically three types of ray mm-hmm. in any type of sunshine. You got a, a UVC, A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. Of A and B will penetrate glass and stuff like that easily, so we get light in our homes. 
Right. UVC is the one that burns stuff up. That's the one that'll give you a bad sunburn. Oh yeah. Of however, that is also the one that is really good at drying things out and killing bacterial, microbial, and other types of life. Yeah. Uh, so it, the the sun is a mixed blessing depending upon what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, we, we love to be outside in the sun, but too much of it is a bad thing. In this case, you used it to your advantage because the microbes feeding on all the organic material trapped in the canvas are not very UVC friendly. Yeah, they don't like it. They nope, like the dark. They got uh, cooked. Well, right. and and actually, that's another thing too. Because I was thinking of you know uh, back in my day, I can remember people hanging up clothes on a on a clothesline and everything. And you might have that T-shirt that you just can't part with, but it's getting a little. Mm-hmm. It's starting to get that funky thing. Well, put it out in the sun. Uh, you can't just wash those smells away sometimes. There's stuff in there that's not going to be killed from detergent. To give know. a shout out to a few people that you and I both know, mm-hmm. uh, there is a return to using the laundry lines these days. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, you can still go to certain hardware stores, and they have either antenna-shaped uh, clothes dryers yeah. or they have the traditional clothes line. These things are still available. Well, it's free. People are still doing this because there was just something about the clothes or the sheets or, in my case, the towels dried outside. Mm -hmm. They just have a finished texture you're not going to get from the dryer. Yeah. Quick tip, though. Don't put it under a tree because you don't know what kind of birds will be up above and uh, leaving their... They're, uh, <laughs> you don't want that much pollen in the spring. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I'm just thinking of the uh, the bird, uh, you know, leaving yeah, their we, mark. We don't need additional bird deposits left anywhere. Yeah. But uh, but I but but uh, steering back to your Lexus Design mm-hmm. Awards that that basically use the power of the sun to provide light for a home. It's a, it's a high tech skylight, and also it separated the salt. It, they take salt water. They separate the salt from the water, and the water winds up up above you, yes. which is interesting. I, I'm sure when they when they perfect this, they're going to have the water. It'll be up above, and they'll steer it through a, a oh, cooling yeah. we, system we can, or a tank or something. You want. Right. But um, but it's it's what I like in in all of these designs, Alan. Is I feel like as we go forward with technology, you have to cooperate with nature, mm-hmm. and why? Yeah, and this is. To me, it's it's such a simple idea, but once again, that's those are always the best ones. Well, now let me blow your mind with this. Okay. Are you ready? Talk that was just the winner. <laughs> that's true. We didn't hear about the runner ups. That was yeah. the Grand Prix winner. There were over the. I think the estimate was two thousand and seventy nine entries. Wow. From sixty six countries. So, all right, that's the one that won. Yeah. Of what about all of the other entries? Because you knew, all right, if that was the winner of I'm looking at a uh, a design called a Terracotta Valley Wind. Oh. And this was a this was not the winner. This was just one of the finalists. Yeah. And what they had done was they developed uh, a terracotta cooling system to put in subway stations to keep the heat down. Oh, very interesting because it does get warm in there. Yeah. uh, Terracotta is a very accessible clay material. Again, it's very neutral. It's very environmentally friendly. But because of its porous nature, again, we're allowing water to evaporate quickly 
So we're keeping that nice, cool, dry air. Right. And and it also makes the subway look unbearably cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the way they designed the subway tiles. Right. No, that's absolutely sounds... amazing. Is it is it easy to get graffiti off of it? Uh well or... it's terracotta. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's some pretty you know, terracotta is some hard stuff, y'all. Well um you know what I'm picturing here too, Alan, with these uh, with these uh, Lexus Design Awards. Okay, well, you might have part of a good idea, and mm-hmm. I, I, I'm I'm picturing almost like a science fair in a gymnasium or yes. something like this. And and well, my neighbor over there, if we put these two ideas together, suddenly we're we're looking at you know a great thing. So all of the elements in this, we don't know what the fallout, the full fallout of this is going to be. Wait till we wait till we start coalescing some of these ideas mm-hmm. together and. Uh, it's it's exciting, man. I love this stuff. I I have I'm you know I'm optimistic. People, I have I have faith in the the future of humanity. So I mean, and this stuff, this is just great inventions. Well, if you want faith in humanity, here's another one of the finalists. It was called Heartfelt. Okay. And basically, it is a heart shaped, fundamentally mood ring. <laughs> so you can hold it in your hands, and it will react to your mood, anxieties, and other stuff. In React other words, how? It is a emotional support. Okay. Well, don't. isn't that what our cell phone is for? <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, that one, I, I, I don't know. Okay. Uh, it reminds me of that uh, therapy buddy that I saw, that, 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 that stuffed animal you carry around. At some point, I don't know, but I'm sure there's lots of interesting things. Is there a, is there a place people can... Uh, Check this out to find out all the, the oh, yeah. they uh, information. They can go to uh, discoverlexus.com and they can look up the Lexus Awards. Okay. And right now, if you're feeling really inspired, uh, all of the instructions are up there on how to submit your design for an award in 2022. Okay. That sounds good. All right. And then so uh, that's cool, Alan. Um, we're going to kind of keep it sciencey when we come back. We're going to uh, take a break and we're going to talk about the science of uh, bright paint, I guess, mm-hmm. or the world's brightest paint. You're listening to uh, Tool Talk Radio here on News Talk 98.9 The Roar of Memphis. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Gonna paint your wagon, gonna paint it fine. Gonna use oil-based paint, cause the wood is pine. News Talk 98.9, <laughs> the roar of Memphis. I have nothing to say. And welcome back to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Doris Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from Geeky Side TV. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989 or go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page. Give us a like. Check us out there. Send us your messages, and uh, you can get a sneak peek at our must-have item of the week. Um, Alan, we've been talking science-y. We're going to continue this a little bit, although I don't know if it's considered, uh, you know, this is not a futuristic science discussion we've got coming up. It's going to be basically, this is the here and now, Mm -hmm. you know, so... Uh, we're going to get to that in just a second. But before we do, I want to mention a, a friend of ours, Alan, Jay Hill with Big M Roofing and Remodeling. You know, well, for one thing, he's just a funny guy. He knows everybody in Memphis. The guy's an institution out here. But uh, Big M Roofing and Remodeling, he it's it's 
he's in a unique position. Jay is a former insurance agent, so he he knows that business. Right. But he's also a GAF master elite contractor. He's accredited with the Better Business Bureau. He got into the the uh, contracting game, and so when you're replacing your roof, it's really important to know. Uh, whether or not you qualify for replacement through your homeowner's insurance, because sometimes you do, and and you, you're going to want to know that beforehand. You're saving thousands of dollars if you are, and um, it's a big deal, Alan, replacing your roof. Uh, it certainly is, Joe. When you start <laughs> thinking about of our favorite phrase, water is the enemy. Yeah, in, of, in terms of your home. Yeah, I, I mean, well, we were just talking about how water was your friend, now, if it's falling on your roof and your roof leaks, yeah. water is definitely your enemy. Right. Of really, honestly, there's nothing. There's no more important part of your house. Yeah. For protecting your value and the longevity of your building than the roof. And and who would have thought? I this is new to me, Alan. This is the, because the roofing systems that they put on it's not just shingles and it's not just rolled tar. Some these are complete systems with mm-hmm. attic vents, uh, with you know. And I'm telling you, uh, my we're going to talk about this next time we have Jay in the studio. I have a new roof that they put on, and I'm telling you, my utility bills have gone down noticeably every yes. month. And this has been a good five months, and I've noticed that. Uh, it's got to be it's got to be connected. I mean, we got through a hot summer and it's um it's it's great. So, um and also they, you know, they do remodeling, roofing and remodeling. Mm-hmm. So you can learn about it uh if you want to get in touch with uh call Jay at 901-484-5645. Uh you can call their office at 901-379-8184 or go to the uh, big go to bigmroofingandremodeling.com. But Jay's a riot anyway. You know, we love Jay. He he's He's entertaining, and like we say, talk to him for more than five minutes, and you're gonna you're gonna go. Oh, I know that person. He knows everybody in Memphis. So uh, you're stressing over a roof and all of that stuff, and suddenly have this guy putting you at ease, right? Going, eh, don't worry about this. We do this all the time. And we you know what you. else? Yeah, and it's like you'll, he'll help you through the the whole process, the mm. whole claims process, which can't he makes it easy. But also, uh, you may wind up with a new roof in a couple of weeks. This isn't you know, we'll call you in six months type of thing. This is like pretty oh, no. quick. They, yeah. they did not mess around getting a roof up there. No, they don't play games. So, well, you know who else doesn't play games, Alan? Purdue University. Apparently, uh, it's it they sounds got pretty exciting. serious. Yeah. Yeah. Of, so what's going on over there, sir? Well, uh, Purdue University just got themselves a Guinness World Book record. <laughs> well, you know how I feel about the Guinness Book of World Record, but in this case, it sounds like a legitimate one. You know? Well, yeah, all right, you know, come on. The Guinness World Book Records is, it has a purpose. The problem I have, not to not to go purpose. off on a tangent, Alan, one of the problems I have with the Guinness Book of World Records, if you, if you flip through there, pretty much any of us could get a Guinness Book of World Records. Alan, you and I could mm. say we have the longest run of anybody in the world for how many episodes of Tool Talk Radio we've done. Well, that's true. technically that's true, but, you know, so what? That's not... Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so anyway, but go ahead, Alan. But, but this well, one sounds cool. This it, one does sound neat. Somebody has to keep the records. Right. All right. We'll leave it at that. Okay. But here are the guys at Purdue University, and suddenly they get a call, and they've been told, you have now made the whitest paint Ever. Huh. I wonder what that looks like. I wonder if you got to put sunglasses on to see that. Uh, well, I you know, if, if you if you look at a paint chart, Alan, and you see the off-whites, well, you could look at 50 different ones, and you're like, well, they are all different. And they, But at first glance, they just look white. So, All right. Well, 
it, you you you're almost there. Yeah, uh, you're almost there because you brought up the word the sun. Talk to me. Yeah, and you also brought up the fact that you have a new roof and your electricity bill went down. Right. You kind of see where I'm aiming. I figured there's more yeah, to the story than just to this. Right. right. All right. So um, uh, Zulin Ruan, a professor of mechanical engineering at Purdue, about seven years ago, said, "Okay, climate change problems." of electricity bills uh, you know he's he began thinking in this kind of macro sense he wasn't thinking from a design thing of we need cleaner and whiter paint just right no for he, design was, purposes. he was looking at a way of addressing well like you just said you got a brand new roof and your electricity bill went down right yeah how is that in any way a loss right that's a big win sure so all right so here we go we're looking at this and now I'm going to take us on a trip to Antarctica for just a second. Uh, okay. I think I see where you're going, All sir. right, so yeah. you get to Antarctica or you get to the North Pole, and what color is it? It's pretty white. It, yeah. It's pretty darn white because of all the ice and snow. Right. Well, that reflects away up to 90 to 95% of the solar energy, uh, which is why it stays so cold. I think I know where you're going with this. All right, okay. so here we go. So, with those thoughts in mind, they began playing around with paint, and even the whitest white, our great, our best titanium whites, or luminous white. That's a pretty bright one too. They are, yeah. Uh, yeah. but they're all basically the the core ingredient is titanium. Oh, I didn't know that. So that okay. that's what gives them that that super white color. But the problem is, all of those paints still act like regular paints. Okay. Even though it's white and even though it's reflecting away a lot of the energy, it still warms up. It still absorbs things of it's just not quite white enough. So if you had a board like this sitting out in the sun, it's still going to heat up. Like it's still going to heat up. It's not Maybe gonna... not as, as if you had darker paint exactly, on there. Right. But, yeah. So we had one stained a nice dark walnut. It's right. really going to absorb some heat. Right. The one painted white is going to absorb less heat. Okay. All right, so what if we could get rid of over 98% of the solar radiation? Ah. All right, that's less light, less wear, less oxidation, and it is definitely a lot less heat. Okay. I mean, this is so much less heat. If you had, all right, let's think about a lot of flat roofs. We were just on one this past weekend, and it was what color? It was white. It was yeah. white. Yeah, we were on a flat roof. We should say we were at the Cooper Young Festival, and we were on a, a flat roof, and it was that rubberized uh, material, which right. was bright white, like you said. So. And it's designed to reflect away as much solar energy as possible to reduce the cooling uh, sure. the cooling bill for the facility during the, during the summer. All right. Well, the problem is even that material, while it gets rid of, let's say, 80% of the solar energy, still absorbs heat okay it's not quite white enough so here they go uh they figured out if they added a little barium sulfate to the mix and they got the chemicals balanced and everything laid out just right they can now bounce off up to 98 percent of that energy huh that's right. pretty interesting. That is that's so basically much all of it. I mean, ninety eight percent. That's almost that all is of it. so much cooling. Can you imagine walking on that roof at noon today when it's in the eighties and not have any heat coming off of it? Hmm. 
You know, it's funny. You're making me think of something, Alan. What would that do for your air conditioning bill? Yeah. Okay. So basically, is he, are they looking to put something like this on all of our roofs? Now, I got to admit, Alan, I like the way my roof looks. I don't want a bright white roof on my house. But, well, we're talking commercial buildings. I mean, okay, so we're going to start off with roofs that most people where, don't see. Right. Let's okay. start off on that roof we were on Saturday. All right. That was a big roof. Yeah. Covered a lot of square footage. And now think about it. About every thousand square feet, if you were reflecting away uh, 98% of that energy, you would be saving almost 10 kilowatts of power a day. Huh. You know, That's Alan. a sizable dent in that electricity bill. Okay. And it's, it's so it's basically like uh, I'm thinking of. Yeah, so it's basically prov it's providing you like a shield from your, you know, instead of allowing all of that to come into mm -hmm. your into your home or your or your place of business, it's bouncing it up like right. a like a it's just returning like a trampoline, it back. right? Exactly, a, a solar trampoline. Mm -hmm. Hey, that's a good name for a band, Ooh, Alan. Very good, solar like trampoline. Okay, well, but but this was a result. I, I guess what I'm wondering is, did Purdue University go into this with the idea, hey, just for kicks, we're going to see how bright we can actually make a paint, mm -hmm. or was this? You know, just just from like maybe interior designers will want this, or was it just hey? Uh, this was the macro idea of how can we reduce energy consumption? Okay, and various lines of research led to interacting with the environment, especially the sun, it, which the number one thing that interacts with the sun in our normal environments is paint. It's interesting. It's it's all tying together. It's kind of like what we were saying earlier with the uh, you know with the Alexis Design Awards. How they're they're cooperating with nature mm -hmm. to basically um, they're still high tech, but they're going you know they're they're following the laws of nature, and uh, that's what I think you're going to have to do. So. And, and the solutions aren't drastically high tech. No, they're just occasionally a fresh view, getting rid of the legacy thinking. Maybe we can use a different formulation. Maybe we can use a different application, well, like a skylight. Okay. So now suddenly we have a skylight that's serving multiple purposes. I don't know, Alan. I have to believe a lot of these people are Star Wars fans because the more you talk about this, the more I'm 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 really feeling like we're 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 talking about Tatooine. You talked about uh, you know the uh you're talking about pulling moisture or pulling you know separating mm -hmm. the salt water from the, the the water that just like a moisture farmer the buildings they live in have light colored roofs exactly they live underground to stay away from it i mean it's all coming for full circle star wars is on the way we're, we're almost there <laughs> all right well, <laughs> well <laughs> i don't know how to segue off of that you're listening to tool talk radio coming to you from news talk 98.9 the roar of memphis we're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk with our buddy Maximilian all about the architectural style called brutalism. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. And welcome to Hour 2 of Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry, and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from Geeky Side TV. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989, or you can go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page, give us a like, uh, send us messages there. We'll, we'll, 
we'll uh, answer in real time. And uh, if you just woke up and if you missed any of Tool Talk Radio, never fear. You can check out any of our past episodes at tooltalkradio.com. Although I think Alan is one episode behind of posting it, sir. Well, we were live last week. Yeah, well, people want to hear that. People that weren't there at the Cooper Young Festival want to hear what was going on. It was a lot of fun. So you know what else is fun, Alan? Buying a home. (laughs) It can be buying and selling a home. It can be quick, easy, and fun, believe it or not. When you, I, I, I've seen recent evidence of this in your own family. In fact, speaking of the Cooper Young yep. Festival, last week we had uh, our buddy Kelly Cruz on there. She brought, uh, she, you know, she's a seasoned veteran. She's been in this game. Well, for one thing, she's a, a legend in radio broadcasting here in the Mid South, but also now she's become a legend in the in the real estate game. The whole crew over there at Whitecourt Realtors Benchmark mm-hmm. is great, but that's sort of their angle: quick, easy, and fun. Because it shouldn't, you know, they want to take as much stress out of this as possible. They they make the process, especially in this market, it's competitive. They, you know, it, it is a competition. And so you need to be ahead of the, you got to be ahead of the game. You've got to be uh, ready to go. What's great about them is it's sort of a one-stop shop. They can get you qualified, financed, and underwritten all together. So you don't One go place. to five or six yeah. different places. You go to them. And everything, you know, they can get you all set up. So, and when it's time to act, when it's time to buy a home or sell a home, they're going to help you get the 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 best the, the best sale price for your home, and they're going to also help you get the best deal when it's time to buy a home. So, they're awesome. You know what else is great? I love their phone number nine zero one two zero two two thousand. That's easy to remember. If you're driving right now, I guarantee you can remember that number. Uh, he's had that number a while. Yeah, Rick Bowman, <laughs> the owner. He he's he's actually you know full disclosure. He's a friend of mine. I've known him for twenty five years. He's the uh, the only realtor I go to, but uh, he runs a great operation over there. Weikert Realtors Benchmark. We just love those guys. Nine zero one two zero two two thousand. Uh, well, um, Max, could you turn your microphone on? Um, you and I were having a conversation the other day about uh, an architectural style name called brutalism, and I think both of us have been doing a little research on this. I've been, Alan, I've been watching some uh, YouTube videos mm-hmm, and documentaries okay. about brutalism, and it's it's a pretty cool uh, architectural style. And Max, this is one of your deep cuts. <laughs> you know, just to kind of set the tone. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Okay. Thanks for that one. <laughs> but I'm pumped. Okay, so talk to us. So what about ugly architecture? Hey, 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 hey. Alan's already thrown down the gauntlet. <laughs> so anyways, kind of to get an idea of what where brutalism came from, brutalism was a response to sort of the nostalgia of the architecture of like the 1940s, sort of like it came from the modernist movement. And what's interesting is the term brutalism doesn't necessarily come from the word like brutal, but it comes from the French phrase beton brut, which means raw concrete. Mm-hmm. And when you look at brutalist architecture, it's very much just like very cold, very dystopian looking like concrete architecture. It's very fascinating. Well, it can be because, you know, what I think of is I think of some of those uh, massive housing units in like communist Russia or something that were very plain and kind of mm-hmm. depressing looking and everything. But what what the documentaries I saw, Max, were they were talk they talked about the honesty of the materials that were being used and the honesty of the function of the building. In other words, like when you looked at a brutalist building, you're like, oh, that's an office building and oh, that's the entrance and those are the office cubicles or something. Just based on the design Mm. You get a sense of what you're looking at. Exactly. They 
um, one, that people actually talk about how it's less of an aesthetic and more of an ethic. And one of a brutalist architecture, Peter Smithson, actually said, brutalism is not concerned with the material as much, but rather the quality of material and seeing the materials for what they were, the woodiness of wood and the sandiness of sand. Oh, that's well put. Yeah. That's true, because you look at it and you're like, okay, you're not wondering what the building is made out of. But but I I would disagree that it's cold and, you know, some of it can be off-putting, but some of it, Alan, can look really cool, like depending on the curves or the – I think it all comes down well, to the architecture. No well, no, if, they're – If you're going to be truly brut- – if you're going to be a true brutalist out of the U.K., of we got to go back to the Hoover Dam for a moment of now that's nice looking i think well but that is uh basically a bit of brutalism if you wish Mm -hmm. because it was the mass scale use of concrete right of and basically the secret ingredient to concrete is a baked limestone okay so because of some of the productions from getting out of the great depression we ended up with factories capable of cranking out massive amounts of material. Yeah, because so concrete's in, very readily available. So we, so we go into World War II, and again, our manufacturing refines itself even better. So we get to the 50s, and now we actually have the ability to produce concrete at this level. Okay. So concrete became kind of a darling of the building of, of the building world. Because basically you can shape it any way you want to shape it. You can move it to wherever you need it. You can move it dry. You can move it wet. You can, however you need it to get there, it can arrive. Okay. Well, I think this is going to, this may evolve into a, a, a point counterpoint here. Throw, uh, this might be a throwdown because I, I have disagreements with Alan about the uh, aesthetic nature of brutalism. We'll, we'll unpack that a little bit more when we come back. You're listening to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Salt water will warp the wood, so keep your tears in your eyes where they belong. News Talk 98.9, The Roar of Memphis. Yeah, Alan. And welcome back to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor Samar, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from Geeky Side TV and our pal Maximilian behind the glass. Doing a great job, Max. Way to go, man. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989 or go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page. Give us a like, follow our adventures there, send us messages, and uh, we'll answer in real time. And, of course, we'd love to see your videos or your pictures of what you're doing at, uh, in your, you know, at your home. So, uh, home improvement triumphs and tragedies. Well, as I suspected, Alan, uh, Max brought us, uh, brought us one of his deep cuts. He likes mm. to look into, uh, yeah, okay, he's, he's just having way too much fun with that, uh, with that button over there. But as I suspected, Alan, he, he wanted to talk about an architectural style mm-hmm. named brutalism. I think everybody actually knows what it is. I think even instinctually, they're like, oh, brutalism. I bet it's that one library that I drive past yes. over here, or it's that one building that's like, 
Craigmont High School. Yeah. Right. So, um, but as I suspected, it was going to turn into a point counterpoint because I'm not as completely, I'm not against brutalism. I think. Uh, you have never worked on a brutalism building. Well, it's <laughs> picture. That will cure you, I promise. Picture a lot of, you know, folks, picture a lot of concrete, a lot of straight lines, um, sort of not like a warm, inviting look. Although I've seen some examples where the buildings actually look pretty cool and they look pretty artistic right. and stuff. But but uh, Alan is seems to be pretty much against brutalism, mm -hmm. at least from an aesthetic point of view. All right. Well, brutalism has a few built-in instant problems. Okay. One, it is the single most non-flexible building once it's built. Oh, I see. Because so, we always talk about your homes moving and expanding. Moving and, and, and expanding, and we can take this wall out, or we can move that, or we can shift this. In a brutalism construction, you ain't moving nothing. Okay. <laughs> uh, everything is poured into place. Yeah. It's, it's so much concrete. Two, uh, brutalism buildings take upgrades to modern technology like ducks take to toting barrels of corn. Okay. Uh, they don't. That makes sense because you're, like you say, moving something or getting new everything cables. Everything has to be drilled. And there is no cutting a hole in a wall. Right. There is like going and getting a guy that does seismic coring. Okay. I'm not <laughs> making this up. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. The other problem with a lot of brutalism buildings is the different chemical compositions of the concrete. Well, and we should point out too, Alan. One thing I will I will agree with you to one one degree. When you see a lot of these examples of uh, brutalist buildings, a lot of times on that one side of the building, you see a bunch of mildew and you see a mm. lot of dirt because concrete's almost like a sponge. It is very absorbent it, of water yeah. and everything, and so it, it 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 it's probably a thing to constantly have to clean and everything. And of course, if you were to paint it, you sort of defeat the whole point of the. Uh, well, look, so. you know, so welcome, welcome to a a short lived, uh, but very yeah. uh, a short lived but very durable architecture style. Okay. Of generally any building that is a brutalist building, uh, lives up to the American name. It's it's pretty brutal looking. They're going to be big. They're going to be blocky. They're going to be they're going to look like cubes. See, I okay, but no. but Max, now I think. Max and I are a little more open-minded than Alan in terms of the aesthetics. I'm not going to really argue with you about the function, but Max, one of the things you seem to like uh, to appreciate is when they describe brutalism, they use the word honest a lot, right? Yes. I just like the idea of like how it, it just sort of like a self-expression, like you see the building for what it is. Mm. It's not coated with a bunch of like, if you're going back to like the Baroque or Rococo eras, it's not adorned with all these like fancy like that is true trusses and everything but like it there's a, a little bit more brutal there's a lot of honesty behind it but like i kind of wanted to raise a query about kind of because you guys are looking at brutalism from more and more of a practical standpoint which yes you kind of have to understand that it's a lot to maintain but is it necessarily bad if something needs to be maintained does it make it any less worse i mean look at the mm. mona lisa it has to be confined to like a big glass thing inside the louvre but does it make it any less beautiful or look at any building uh, frank lloyd wright built <laughs> <laughs> those things leak and those things are uh, all, uh, all right. i'll say about brutalism is in its honesty and i will agree that it is honest it is as honest as a cold hard concrete dope slap <laughs> to the back of anybody working on one of these things yeah of 
There's a reason when you watch TV shows that show you like abandoned buildings of the world, mm-hmm. most of them are brutal. Well, they have been abandoned. All right. I think that's is- also because of the financial. Like I said, a lot of the a lot of the communist Russian homing or home pro, uh, whatever you call it, yeah the, where everybody lived the apartment complexes yeah. and all well that's partly an economic thing and it isn't necessarily because of the architecture of the building the building's still there alan so i don't know well, I mean. <laughs> it's sort of still there of but, it's it's kind of like well let's let's pick on an example of re-refined brutalism here in memphis okay uh the old sears building there you go. That okay for people that are not from the mid south. The Sears Crosstown project, exactly. And I will be. I will own this. I was against this when I first heard about mm-hmm. it. That place is gigantic. I don't even know how many square feet One are in that building. Million square feet and a giant thing that looked like a salt lick. If you're not from Memphis, Google the uh, Sears Crosstown building because what they did is they took this giant distribution mm-hmm. center that had been sitting empty for decades and they converted it almost into its own little community. It's got restaurants, it's got apartments, right. it's got uh hot, I, it's I, got dentist office, it's got a theater and it's I love it now. I, I will call it adapted brutalism. Okay. And at which point I will look at Max and go I appreciate that. Okay. Of as for just pure brutalism, wow, what an amazingly horrible idea. <laughs> well, you know what I think it was a reaction to, Max, is um you mentioned this like if you ever watched that movie Amadeus, okay, that mm-hmm. whatever that whatever I wish we could just forget that period of history. Men wearing wigs, you have every single thing, it's, it, you have a table that's well, got 50 you million can't little walk in high heels. You well, know, I mean, all these little <laughs> details that they right. added on. My my favorite type of architecture is when, like, like I would have to say, probably the pyramids or the St. Louis Arch. <laughs> it's simple, but the architectural shape is interesting, and I think that's the way I I I see a little bit of that in brutalism. And not only that, but like, kind of going back, kind of going back to something even more ancient as a concept is. When you think of brutalism kind of leaking into not only social buildings, but religious ones as well, it makes me think of kind of like some of the most beautiful things that I see. This is me just personally, though. Like, I love seeing like monasteries where like the altars are unadorned and everything. You just see the you just see the beauty of it's very minimalist. Yes, that was form over that was function over form. Right. Exactly. Uh, Which brutalism, again, was a result of the ability to move massive amounts of material. Right. Function and form were more about building exactly what we needed, not any more, not any less, and in full creation. We weren't going for the Sistine Chapel. Yeah. What we were going for is we got 10 monks <laughs> that don't need to be eaten by bears. Yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> That's a good way to put it, Alan. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, 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 me personally, I adore function. Yeah. And you don't need, as, as some people put it, you don't need all, uh, I believe it was Catherine the Great who disliked the Baroque period because she called it all whipped cream. Yeah. That's She's, a good way know, to put it. You don't yeah. need so much whipped cream on all of this. I want something more functional, more basic. Because it is less work, it is less maintenance, it is more adaptable. Yeah. 
I, I suspect that we're going to see a little bit more brutalist elements coming into our homes. I kind of want to close out this little segment with a quote by Bruce Lee. It was about martial arts, but it kind of ties into the beauty of brutalism itself, kind of like, don't give me all this whipped cream. He, he said, I can do all these fancy moves and look all cocky, but to express myself honestly, that, my friends, is very hard. Yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah, because you want you want all the flash and the bang and everything. But honestly, that's not, I don't know. I, I don't like that. I like. I think brutalism has its place. And it did. Uh, maybe they got a little carried away with some of these, uh, you know, <laughs> everything's got to be concrete. But honestly, Alan, I think concrete, uh, no. we haven't seen the last of concrete. You know, it, oh, can, no, be, no, no. it can be used in a lot of great ways. Uh, so. But I think the, the Sears Crosstown building today yeah. is a shining example of what can be done with some of these less useful buildings. Right. And it took a lot of renovation. You and I were down there. Yeah, we were there from, from day one. Because like I said, I did a full 180. I was at first against it, and then I became its biggest champion. I was like, it, okay, it, well, it, they knew know, what they were doing. Halfway through it, you still looked at it and went, wow, this is just terrible. Right. And two-thirds of the way through it, you began going, oh, all right, all right, I'm starting to see the structure right. of what they're trying to do. And then when you finally walk in that building and walk through and realize that they had done such a good job of, A, keeping the original structure, yeah, and then, B, softening it with the things that we need in the modern world, not the 50s. Right. So, yeah. uh, you know... Big salute. So brutalism, I'll, I'll I'll finish my bit on brutalism with, I think at this point, it's a great place to start the renovation. Well, and I'll even say this to, to close out my end on brutalism, Alan, if the grid ever goes down or if we have a nuclear invasion or if aliens uh, show up at our doorstep, <laughs> I'm going into a brutalist building. You, you talk about hunkering in. That's the place you want to be. I'm, 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 dude, I don't know about you, but I got two cisterns in the back that will make a great, great underground bunker. Yeah, we already know, uh, Alan. And you can feed yourself, too, at Alan's place. So, But, uh, yeah, we'd love to know where you fall in on brutalism. But, uh, anyway, uh, you're listening to – it's pretty. it's been pretty brutal today. Mm -hmm. You're listening to Tool Talk Radio coming to you from News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to change gears. I hope our buddy Brandon Olmstead is here like he's supposed to be. We're going to do a, a little transition from uh, Tool Talk Radio into Geek Tank Radio. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. This castle is in unacceptable condition! Unacceptable! News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Don't blame me. Alan worked on that one. And welcome, <laughs> back. <laughs> and welcome back to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbert from Geeky Side TV and our pal Brandon Olmstead from Geek Tank Radio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And, uh, of course, our pal Brandon Olmstead is here because we've got a special edition of Geek Tank Radio coming up directly after Tool Talk. Yes, uh, yes, we do. Because so I had to invade is, early. Yeah, yeah but, football yeah. is going to buy, you know, it's going to cut in on our normal yeah, hour. You know, fo hey, football is king this time of year. We, yeah. but, you know, a little confession. That was actually Joe was recording when we went and looked at a castle. Oh, I remember when you guys went and did that. See, that you know, was, yeah, just, Joe doesn't remember that. Would that. Have been, that would have been a great place for us to really create an, you know, an arts, 
mm, g- art gallery and, yeah, and yeah. center. But well, yeah. we'll talk about yeah, that. Memphis one. actually has a castle in it. Yeah. That's true. Well, before the break, uh, we were indicating that we were gonna, um, uh, we were gonna, well, have kind of a transition talking about. Uh, Actually, the roots of Geek Tank Radio, which relate strictly to working with your hands, but mm, we're calling it yeah. audible here, Alan, because you off the air you were telling us about thirty years of oh, stupid that we got to we got to hear that first. Because so. uh, all I got to say is, ladies and gentlemen, if you have no idea how to install a garbage disposal, then you shouldn't. Please don't. That's <laughs> what we're start there. It, do, does this really oh. need to be said? I guess it does. So, oh okay. my. God. Gosh. So you have war- you have read the warning labels on all the tools that you use. You know this needs to be said. Okay. Oh my goodness gracious. All right. You're uh, saying somebody didn't follow this advice, Alan? Didn't follow the advice. I think they ate the instructions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that was the first thing that went in the disposal. Yeah. What, you know, of all right, well one for you know anybody that is trying to change a, a garbage disposal. And you know, and I find that this time of year is when I get a lot of these calls. Yeah. And okay. it's because people are holiday cooking. Uh, well, they're, they're, they're cooking heavier duty stuff. What, they want to run the whole turkey skeleton down the drain? Well, I, you know, I've seen <laughs> I would, I would say I, that it probably I've, has a lot more to do with the idea of caramel apples. Oh. Uh, well, actually, for me, it usually winds up being a squash product. Okay. Because there's a lot of acorn squash and butternut squash, and they have those hard rinds. Okay. So for some reason, I, I don't know why, maybe it's just me, I seem to be on the receiving end of, you know, pumpkin. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. We won't bring up pumpkin spice. I'll just bring up pumpkin rind. No, it's the it's the fall. You uh, can bring up pumpkin spice. Uh, yeah, All right. Yeah. So, so what happened here? Alan? Don't don't the... grind the don't put a lot of stuff down there that really you're gonna regret. Right. Uh number two, adequate amounts of water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't run it dry, that's for if, sure. If you yeah. have just dropped that you know aunt sally's amazing uh rice pudding that nobody's bothered to eat in 12 days Mm -hmm. and you put that whole thing down the disposal of the garbage disposal of keep in mind things like rice and pasta and that kind of stuff they love to swell back up yeah so you need if you shove all of that down one of those poor pipes you need to put plenty of water down behind it to keep it moving through the system. Or when it stops, it's going to solve. Uh, it's going to solve your drain problem. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to be able to drain anything. Okay, uh, that stuff will swell on up. Um, as far as the actual installation of one, there is a bracket that works one way. Mm. All okay. I have to say for my 30 years of stupid is I have never seen one work backwards. Well, you, you're talking about the threaded thing that you turn, you twist yeah, on yeah, there, into place. Yeah, there is the, the, the part you install to the bottom of the sink. Why do I get this feeling that there was someone going, Alan, it just won't go back on. Right. It, it, oh, my. <laughs> or they didn't hear the rule lefty, loosey, oh, righty, tighty or something. So. Yeah. And, and well, actually, there were two instances because there was also a commercial unit this oh. week. And... My only real words for somebody undoing something for the first time. Yeah. Tape you can write on is valuable. Yes. Because you can label that wire so you know where it came from a week later when you buy the new unit and go to put it in. 
and you don't have electrical spaghetti sticking out of the box. Hmm. Because, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's oh, what your man. cell phone's for. You take a picture, too, so you can match up the they way didn't it looks. do that either. There, there were no pictures. There okay. Was, well, what was, was the result? But I will guarantee you that person took a picture of the food that they tried to put down the disposal. Oh, my gosh. So they they, miss, they they installed it incorrectly, and what was the result? Was there an explosion? It, nothing, did it? Nothing. It did nothing. Well, that's not it as bad as it there. could be. Uh, well, happily, because nothing happened, the phone call went out. Yeah. <laughs> and the appropriate people arrived and spent, I don't know, a 30-minute install now became a six-hour bug hunt through the wires. Yeah. I will say, Alan, because oh, I've, I've installed gosh. a couple of, dish, of uh, garbage disposals at my own house, and I'm pretty handy. I mean, I know how to do things, but... Honestly, in retrospect, that might be one I would just pay somebody to do because it's a pain to get to for one thing. And there is high pressure water. There's high pressure, you know, seals that you got to deal with. And there is that magical little plastic cap hidden inside the new garbage disposal that you've got to knock out of there because otherwise your dishwasher won't drain. Yeah. Now I I mm. I've been under my sink. I, I've changed out faucets. I've changed out lines. I've changed out pretty much everything under there. Uh, I'm a fan of horror movies. I will never have a garbage disposal in my house. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've seen the damage that they do in a fictional world. I don't want to ever be on the receiving end. Oh, that end is of that. too funny. funny. What it's funny what Brandon's point of reference is on so many <laughs> on so many levels. Yeah, you go to his house. Well, and there's all these uh, unusual features, and it, it really has to do with his uh, horror or fantasy or sci-fi roots. That's which, true. He, he looks at this and goes, no, no, I don't have a garbage disposal. Why? Because in 1996, they put a whole horse down one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're like, okay, uh, then you yeah. look at Brandon, you just kind of go, all right, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I, there's, there's no further argument to that. Yeah, did you ever see yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street 7? That's yeah. why I don't have a garbage <laughs> you know, disposal. Yeah. So, All right, well, you know. Alan keeping us abreast, but we will say, you know, in fairness, the garbage disposal is nothing to play games with. No. Get it right, people. But, you know, this, especially going into this time of year with all of the fall foods yeah. and yeah. stuff in, they, there are thick rinds and stuff like that. So right. let's, let's move past that. Or as I'm putting in your new garbage disposal or possibly entire new sink system, I'm going to need Joe's new toy. Okay. Oh. All right. Well, good, good, good segue, Alan, because uh, we better we better get to this before we run out of time today. I'm holding up our must-have item of the week. Now, if you're somebody that, that scooted over to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page, you already know what this is because I posted it before mm. the show started. But, Brandon, tell us what I'm holding up here. Uh, I have no idea what you're holding up there, Joe. Okay. Really? I, I mean, ser- seriously, I have... I'm looking at what looks like a spool. Now, normally when I see a spool like that, it's a chalk line, but I, that's not a chalk line. All right, I'm disappointed in Brandon. Alan, tell us what I'm holding <laughs> up here. So I'm going to reach over and take it from him and pull it out and oh, go. It's, it's just a tape measure. It's, it's tape not measure. just a tape measure, sir. It's, this is a 100-foot hand-cranked tape measure. This is serious measure. tape measure. These, oh, this is for measuring the Joe house. just likes the fact that it's a hand crank and he doesn't have to worry about anything digital. Well, it's fun, people. If you get this, it's, it's, it's a little more. I think this one is more closer to 20 or 25 bucks but this is a hundred foot what i love about this is that hand crank thing mm-hmm. you man you could be measuring like if you're out in your backyard you're getting ready to build a fence or something and you need to take large measurements well when it's time to crank it up 
It's it's not spring loaded. This is Mm-mm. something you crank, so it's it's not going to just spool back and hit you in the face. And it cranks fast. One you have turn, experienced that, haven't you? Yeah, I want to say each turn of the uh, each turn of this uh, handle is a good like foot that it cranks. Oh, yeah. It's fast. That's awesome. And it's really good. And of course, I love this because this time of year, Brandon, um, I'll be using this to map out our vendor room at the Memphis Comic and Fantasy Convention. Because if you have to measure yeah. like a large ballroom, you pull this out and suddenly. You know, you know the job easy. Strangely enough, I'm, I'm looking at this, and I mean, the tape measure itself is a much sturdier material, mm-hmm. yet more flexible than what you're used to as well. I, I kind of dig this, but you know what it, you know, you know what my reference is to this? What's that? This looks very much like the uh, the depth finder uh, cable that Dan Aykroyd uses in the opening scenes of Ghostbusters 2 <laughs> when he's under the city and he's testing the uh, river of slime. Yeah, well, we... we well, everybody knows that. You, so, you, but. you wanted you wanted to talk about my references and how things you know, relate. And for all you outdoorsmen, this uh, the hand crank feature. It's it's very similar to a fishing rod. I mean, you crank it in, and it's got some torque. It, it it's it's, a it's great, great. Way to reel in the neighborhood cat. And yeah, for but, everybody out there who's who's concerned about their accessories, it's got a really nice belt loop. Yeah, it's it it's cool, man. It it's it's very cool. So uh, I highly recommend the hundred foot um, hand cranked tape measure. So and it, it's seen me through some fun times. I have to admit, like I said, it's uh, it's it it reminds me of the Memphis Comic and Fantasy Convention. Speaking of the Memphis Comic and Fantasy Convention and Ooh. Geek Tank Radio and Tool Talk Radio, none of these things would exist if it wasn't for the Pink Palace Arts and Crafts Fair which is happening this weekend. How's that for a tease? We're going to unpack that mystery when we come back. You're listening to News Talk Radio. You're listening to News Talk 98.9 The Roar of Memphis. We'll be right back. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Call poison control if you're bit by a spider. But check that it's covered by your health care provider. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Been there, done that. And welcome back to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor Samwer, Carpentry and Woodturning, here with my friends Alan Gilbert from Geeky Side TV and Brandon Olmsted from Geek Tank Radio and, of course, the director of the Memphis Comic and Fantasy Convention, that, which you'll be hearing about <laughs> shortly. That makes it sound like I have way more power than I actually do. Good point. Uh, you can, I like chairman. <laughs> you can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. Better yet, send us a Facebook message. Those are saved for the ages, and we can, get to, mm. we can reply to it and actually... Uh, stand by because we have a special edition of uh, it's it's an abbreviated edition because we have a football game today. But we're having Geek Tank Radio immediately after Tool Talk Radio, which is why Brandon dropped in. And <laughs> we thought there's a good there's a nice crossover uh, that we can discuss that we're going to bring up in just a minute about the Pink Palace Arts and Crafts Fair, which is going on this weekend. Before we get to that, though, I just want to remind everybody if you need a deck or a pergola or a patio cover, especially patio covers, I've been doing a lot of those, mm. a screened in porch, a fence, or anything made out of wood for the outside of your home, give me a call at 901 921 7105 or visit my website, thorshomes.com. And also, I want to remind, uh, I'm really looking at contractors and business people that that appreciate the content here on Tool Talk Radio and Geek Tank Radio. We're always looking for partners, and uh, we're trying to assemble sort of a, a, a list of experts, Alan, that we can have. We've already got Absolutely. some great experts with uh, with uh, Weikert Realtors, Tri-State Interiors, Brown Refrigeration, Big M Roofing, and we've, we might have some others in the pipeline. Yeah. But if, if you'd like to be a part of that team, give me a call directly at 901 921 
888-253-7105. And Alan, as long as we're talking about some of our uh, projects that we work on, what uh, one of your big projects is Geeky Side TV. Uh, it is, it is. And uh, for our second week in a row, I'm going to have to tell you our, our breakout superstar is uh, Scott J. Carroll, a, a wonderful stand-up comedian, and his story times. I, I've been binge, uh, full disclosure, Alan, <laughs> I've been binge, I binged all of the videos that he did. Those are great, and I like how they're they're like like six to ten minutes long, and I, I listen to one, and then I wound up listening to all of them. They're really good, man. Yeah, I, I called Joe yesterday to check in to see what we were going to talk about today, mm-hmm. and, and the first thing he goes, hey, have you watched Scott's uh, you know story time thing? And I was like, not yet, and he goes, they're really good. It's yeah. Like, well, yeah. They're well, strangely compelling, too. Yeah, well, you know, and Joe, now you understand what happened at your convention a couple of years ago when everybody kept asking you about barbecue night. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. I didn't <laughs> see you, the connection. You, now but, you understand now. <laughs> right. Well, if it, no spoilers, Alan. So if you want to learn more, yeah, those those are great. I, I highly recommend those. Yeah. Scott's a good yeah. dude, too. So mm-hmm. a lot of people check that out, Alan. <laughs> yeah, he, all they got to do is go to geekysidetv.com and click on story time. And uh, we'll probably drag Scott in here on uh, into the studio sometime soon. I wouldn't be surprised. So yeah. proof that he's a good dude. He put up with us during the Cooper Young Fest and the rain he last did. week. Bless his heart. Yeah, he's a good dude. Big shout out to Scott. All right. Hey, guys, we don't want to run out of time. There's there's an interesting, uh, what do you call this? Coalate. Co- uh, uh, convergence, uh, <laughs> cosmic convergence, whatever happening this weekend. And I thought it would be an interesting tie in and it would also lead well into mm. Geek Tank Radio coming up in a minute. But uh, so the Pink Palace Arts and Crafts Festival is going on this weekend, which we highly recommend. It's a really cool. Mm-hmm. It's one of the better ones. And it's for one thing. They get some top notch. It's a juried show, Alan, which yes. we know what that means. You, you can't just show up with you know, stuff you pulled out of your garage. Yeah, you're, you're not up. making that popsicle stick, you know, right. uh, little statue there and hoping to get into this thing. You have to be an artisan. Yeah, it's it's a great event. And it's just a nice, it's outdoors. And they what I like about the Pink Palace Arts and Crafts Festival is they have, um, they have demonstrations. They're not just people selling mm-hmm. stuff. You can go to the smelting tent or you yes. can go and watch people make brooms the old-fashioned way or or the, the, the looms where they make... Uh, fabrics and stuff so it's cool but i really don't recommend the smelting tent (laughs) (laughs) or the petting things start to melt (laughs) yeah but you guys if it wasn't for the pink palace arts and crafts festival i don't know that i would even know you guys there probably wouldn't be a memphis comic and fantasy convention and i doubt we would be doing tool talk or geek tank may i explain Okay. So, so this, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, because 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 Max is on the edge of his seat trying to trying to hear. Well, basically, uh, back when the Harry Potter final book came out in 2007, I'm a huge Harry Potter. Fan. I'm a fan of the books, not so much of the movies or whatever. But yeah, uh, get over it. And, but I love the books. I'm uh, that's the hill I'll die on. I think okay. those people are going to be reading those books hundreds of years from now. Well, I mm. I wanted uh, I was inspired to use my wood turning skills to make Harry Potter inspired wands, mm-hmm. and so I sold those and I started going to arts and craft shows. And some shows I did better than others. It just depended, you know. Right. And to be honest, I was I was booked for the uh, arts and crafts festival at the Pink Palace. Uh, you know arts and crafts fair and i was on the fence i'm like you know i'm either going to give this thing up or i'm going to really sink my teeth into it well i set up there and i made i'm just going to be honest i made a killing over there mm, i okay, did good. great and i had a really positive experience and it reinvigorated my uh wand making business and then i started 
getting into i started bringing them to conventions which is where i met you guys yeah. so and mm-hmm. the rest is history so it's like i started going to conventions and started to uh talk to, to to people like you guys and then we got the idea of hey why don't we start another convention so we don't have to wait a year in between like mid south con yeah. or whatever and and that's where it started and geek tank grew out of that and tool talk grew out of that but geek I, tank grew out of that because we don't know when to close our mouths right <laughs> <laughs> but i wanted to talk about it all of us have worked with our hands and we make you know brandon you make t- it, it, there's a real satisfaction that comes from making something yourself with your own two hands and putting yeah. it out there and uh you know sharing it with the public oh yeah so. i mean i started off uh it started more of a zen moment but i i Decor. I refer to it as decorating hockey masks. <laughs> you know, I, I don't. You know, because I, I work for from someone else's blank. Right. Uh, JDF Studios. I'm gonna just go ahead and plug them because they are no longer in the business of supplying blanks. And it, it, I'm sad about that because they they had the best ones. But I could order a bulk blanks and and I could go to town and just and then I had people wanting to buy them from me and I'm like going, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Right. And so you start you start feeling more. It's not just about the zen. It's about the accomplishment. And then, of course, you're like, all right, I'm going to step in. I'm going to start working on other things. And being a horror guy, of course, I, you know, I'm sitting there going, I'm going to make weapons. And, and, and we've got tombstones out in our yard. And, and, and I've, got, I've incorporated you guys into my latest project, which is building a candy coffin mm-hmm. for the kids for Trick or Treat. Yeah, I was going to say, you should explain, Brian. You're talking about okay. props, like prop yeah, these weapons. Are, these are these props. Are for I'm, cosplayers. I'm not, I'm like not full on going out there forged and fire <laughs> style and building, you know, like, you know, uh, giant broadswords. Right. When you're yet, ready, let me know. Yeah. Alan, Alan is tempting me. <laughs> to get involved in that <laughs> but but brandon you said something that's kind of a, a kind of interesting and i think a lot of creators hit this point or if you're an artist somebody was willing to pay for your work which yeah. that's total validation that what you're doing is is worthwhile which yeah, that's it, an exciting moment and it, it is you 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 feel that change when you go from i'm doing this for fun i'm doing this and there's nothing wrong with just doing it as a hobby or for fun but it becomes a discipline and then people go I really enjoy your work, whether mm-hmm. they're buying it or not. Once they start giving you that validation, you're just like, all right, now I want to go bigger. I want to go better. I want to go yep. outrageous. Yeah, because we're all about support. You know, we, we're all about getting people to work with tools, yeah. getting people to work with their hands and everything. And, and so there's so <laughs> many benefits, and this is another another aspect of that. Yeah. So. Well, you know, there, there's a lot of talk in Memphis right now about studios moving here and that type right. of thing. And, well, being an actor or being an entertainer is a lot of fun. But keep in mind, it takes a small army of people to make a production happen. You've got the props. You've got the sets. You've got the cameras. You've got the tech. You've got the editing, the recording, the engineering of the locations, the location finding, the whole. I mean, there's so many aspects of you know, just hanging yeah. around and having fun at Halloween. There's so many aspects. I mean, it's yeah. um, several of the attractions that didn't happen last year yeah. are warming up for this year. Yeah, yeah. And, and those, those they're, they're they're wanting yeah. to go big. And, and there's a, there's a specific one that I love that happened last year that is going bigger and better this year because you know they didn't have they were they found a way to make it COVID safe. Right. But it was the most extraordinary experience I've ever had, and that's at the Haunted Web. I'm just right. going to throw them out there too because they're they're great guys. Well, Haunted a lot Web of creativity with that too. A lot yeah. of these places are just having a blast. But yeah. you think about the the carpentry just work the and the creative work, work, the amount of painting, yeah. the amount of set design. 
uh, that it takes to go into every one of these productions. We've got a guy here who worked on some of the uh, set design for a local film that will be debuting later. Mm-hmm. Well, in October. In October, here, here, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah, actually, we <laughs> should mention that. So uh, b- before, yeah, and, and we're going to get back to the Pink Palace thing, but I do want to say our buddy Rachel Taylor, she's got her movie Soulless, which, Alan, it's a Victorian mm-hmm. horror film. It's a short film, and I was actually a part of building, it was a pretty elaborate set. It was this big yeah. hallway scene that was like, I don't know, 30 feet long, and I had to build an, a hallway that was freestanding, and I had help. Our buddy yeah. Mr. Robert helped and, some, and right. several and, other people, but it was pretty exciting and, and validating <laughs> and let's, to see your work on let's film. Let's just go ahead and talk about how humble Joe is about all this. I've seen the set. It's amazing. You know how I found out Joe was Joe worked on it? There were pictures from behind the scenes of the building of the oh, set, yeah. and I'm like, hey, that's Joe. <laughs> he doesn't, he, Joe doesn't brag about his work, and then all of a sudden you, you find all these amazing well, things he's worked on, and you're like, he's like, uh, well, oh, yeah, I did that. And it's like, well, I want to get to that level of artisanship. Well, well I don't well, know. But, when you go to a show like the Ping Palace, yeah. of, and you get to watch you know, a true master potter on yeah. a wheel, and they usually have somebody you know that's more than happy to sell you the good stuff yeah. on the front, but the artisan is generally sitting there in the booth making something well i was about to say and Alan, that is fascinating one of the one of the cool aspects if you get over to the pink palace arts and crafts fest i should say it's over at southern avenue and perkins mm-hmm. and it's a very affordable it's a great thing for the kids but you get into great conversations and what i enjoy too is when you when you walk by a booth because we can we can look at a piece of maybe woodworking or something and you go Oh, okay. I think I know how that person made that. The fun booths are the ones where you go, I have no idea how they did mm, that. Yeah. Or how did they bend the metal to do that? Oh, yeah. Or how did they create that? And and all of those people are eager to tell you about their work. And it's it's just a cool experience. And it might motivate you to go ahead and, and start creating. That's that's one of the things I like about it. So and you'll probably walk away and you know, walk away with some great uh with some great some great art. And it's just it's cool, man. So get over there, the Pink Palace Arts and Crafts Festival. We didn't get paid. How do we get paid to promote this out? <laughs> I don't know. You're gonna have to reach. You're gonna have to reach out to the Pink Palace before next year. Okay, but anyway, yeah, we'll be. You know, I'm gonna be there at some point this weekend, and I'm guessing all of us will, will make a make a stop over there. So, well, hey, if you can't get enough of uh, Alan and Brandon and I, don't never fear because uh, don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial because coming up is a very special edition of Geek Tank Radio coming up next. But uh, we're putting Tool Talk Radio in the can. It's over, you guys. (laughs) So uh, on behalf of my friends, Brandon Olmstead and Alan Gilbreth, uh, thanks for listening to Tool Talk Radio and our buddy Max behind the glass. Thanks for listening to Tool Talk Radio on News Talk 98.9 The Roar of Memphis. We'll see you next week.